Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of my new podcast, Thriving While Golden, by way of introduction again, in case this is your first time of joining this podcast. My name is Dr. Eno Nsima Obad. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician, a certified functional medicine practitioner, professional life coach, and award-winning author. This podcast is designed for that woman over 50 who is seeking to thrive into her golden years. It's all about health, wellness, and lifestyle tips. So welcome again. Now, the way I've been formatting this podcast initially was bi-weekly in November and December when I launched the initial episodes, and now we're doing it weekly through the end of January, and hopefully we'll be starting our second season mid-February, and at that time, it is my intention to kind of break away from the monologue and perhaps have some women as examples, I'll be interviewing some women as examples who I feel are living the exemplary life of thriving while golden. Now, remember, I'm not coming to you as an expert. I'm actually presenting my life experiences and hopefully, again, the experiences of my guests just to show you a roadmap, experiment, and be open to possibility. So my goal for the month of January was to share with you some of my personal philosophies, especially as it applies to my practice philosophy, the things that I preach. As as I stated, I'm a physician and a functional medicine practitioner. So just in case you're wondering what it would take to work with me or learn more about me and my philosophy, this month is designed just for that. If you want to learn more information about me, you can go to my website, and that is www.drno.com, and that is spelled out fully, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O.com. I know a lot of people use the D-R, but I figured, you know, with D-R-E-N-O, it would be like Dreno, and it's like, who's Dreno? So we took the time to spell out Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O.com. I'm also, I also have a blog that is entitled womenlivingwithdiabetes.com. So today's topic is on the importance of optimizing our well-being. The importance of optimizing our well-being. Now, first of all, exactly what do I mean by well-being and how does that differ from wellness? Well, I'll start with the story, right? As I shared in my introduction, I'm also a certified professional life coach. I went through an ICF, that is an International Coach Federation accredited program way back in 2009 for an entire year, graduated in 2010. And one of the things that my coaches were very emphatic about was, Eno, how are you supporting your well-being? Eno, are you supporting your well-being? It's very important that we as coaches support our well-being so that we show up as that shiny reflective surface for our clients. Now, saying that to somebody who's trained as a physician and has been through a rigorous residency program, particularly before there was the the, the cap on how many hours residents worked, I went into residency in 1993 through 1993 and 1996. And at that time, there was no cap on the number of hours that residents 
could work. So I would work, we would work onwards of 36 hours without a break. That's really different from what's you know, is going on now, which I truly commend because at the time there was some shame put to if you faltered or if you were feeling fatigued or weak, you just, there was a possibility, in fact, that you could probably get chastised by your tendons and be felt to be a weakling. So we wore the number of hours that we we worked as a badge of honor. Now, can you imagine what that does to even the concept of well-being? Like, Even being able to admit that you're tired was a sign of weakness or failure. And then here I am, fast forward roughly about, what, 20 years later, 10, 20 years later, and I'm being asked, Eno, how are you supporting your well-being? So that was a totally foreign topic to me. All I knew was once I committed to a goal, my job was to see that goal to fruition. And now somebody's asking me about me in the equation, like, how are you supporting yourself? So it got me thinking and, you know, we we went back and forth as to defining what exactly well-being was. And quite simply, the definition of your well-being is how well you are being on the planet, how well you are showing up on the planet. Now, I bring this topic to the forefront right now at the very beginning because, again, we're addressing us as women who have been caregivers and nurturers, and perhaps you may be well familiar with the fact that a lot of us tend to put ourselves at the back burner, right? At the sacrifice of our families, taking care of our kids, advancing our careers, or even the careers of our spouses or significant others. And then suddenly, boom, here we are at 50 plus, or even for those of our compadres who are entering into their 40s. And we really aren't quite sure how to support ourselves, how to nurture ourselves. And that is exactly what well-being is all about. Now, as you may imagine, when I speak about well-being, it's an individualized kind of approach. So what works for you may not necessarily be what works for the gal down the street. So here's the way I look at putting together tools, and I call it tools to support your well-being, because think about this, and I like using metaphors a lot, and I love telling stories a lot just to get you to understand the concepts. So think about this. You want to redo your bathroom. You want to upgrade your bathroom, right? And you, you've been watching a lot of HGTV. For those of you who are in the United States, it's it's a cable channel that shows a lot of do-it-yourself kind of things, you know, how to do up your, your, your house, how to spruce up your house. So you've been watching a lot of HGTV over the weekends and you decide you're going to go out and you're going to get the tools necessary to do up your bathroom, to redo your bathroom, rehab your bathroom. Depending on how you want your bathroom to look will determine the kind of tools that you need, the kind of tools, the kind of equipment, the kind of decor that you need for that particular project. And that may be totally different from the things or the way I want my bathroom to look, if that makes sense. So think about 
your well-being toolbox as something that you put together, little components of things you put together to support your well-being at different stages and different moments in your life. For instance, there may be some things that you do on a day-to-day basis to support your well-being. I'm going to give you an example in my lifestyle. One of the things I like doing on a day-to-day basis is some form of movement. Now, notice I call it movement and not necessarily always exercise because depending upon my schedule, especially when I am traveling and on the road, because I also work as a hospital-based physician, and sometimes I go out for long, extensive periods of time, and I work between 12 to 14 hours a day. And so, as you may imagine, if you're working 12 to 14 hours a day and you have like 11 to 12 hours of downtime, you're going to have to factor in your sleep. And so you may not necessarily be able to go out there and do an hour, hour and a half workout. So I try to make sure I have some form of movement, even if it is only five to 10 minutes incorporated into my day. It may include something like stretching, gentle yoga poses, a light walk, but I try to incorporate movement into my day. I also like to become aware of my breath too frequently, especially as the day goes on, we tend to shallow breathe. So we are only using the upper part of our lungs, not really expelling the air from the bottom part of our lungs. And that can lead to fatigue and also especially if you're under stress, accelerate your stress response. So you feel a heightened sense of pressure. By taking deep diaphragmatic breaths, that helps to not only relieve stress, but also get rid of that air, the carbon dioxide that's in the bottom part of your lungs. So those are two things that I try to incorporate daily into my, to support my well-being. So here's my invitation to you today. I'd like you to grab a pen and paper and write down 10 things that you can do to support your well-being on a daily basis. Now, those 10 things do not necessarily have to be things you do every day. Remember, we're creating a toolbox, right? So one day, it may be a couple of things, maybe two or three things. And another day, it may be some other things in that toolbox, but you really want to create some variety so it does not become monotonous. Now, in order to come up with those 10 things so that they don't just look like things that are just, you know, rote or things that you may have heard from other people, I'd encourage you to really sit with what well-being means to you. So I'd like you to come up with your own definition. As I said, for me, well-being is how well I am being and not just how well I am, but how well I am being. So that is a continuous verb, right? That's an action. How well am I showing up to live my purpose, to be the person I know myself to be or I want to be at any given moment, every given day? So that is something I really invite you to tap into. And once you become clear what 
things you need to support how well you need to be, how well you are being, then take pen to paper and write down 10 things that you know or you would like to explore to support your well-being on a daily basis. The next exercise is to look at 10 things to support your well-being on a weekly basis. And again, experiment. And perhaps if you're with a group of friends listening to this, or I invite you to perhaps listen to this podcast, this particular podcast again with a group of friends and have a conversation. What are the 10 things that we can do or each of us can select to do on a daily basis? What are 10 things that we can do to support us well-being on a weekly basis? And then come up with 10 things that you can do to support your well-being on a monthly basis. The next thing to do is to come up with what I call a well-being tracking sheet. And this is what my coaches were really emphasizing when I was doing my coaching program. You want to track your actions as well as track your results. So it's a very simple exercise. Again, sheet of paper, you can, um, for instance, have a graph and write down the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on the y-axis, and then on the x-axis, you can have columns of, say, 10 things, or even just start small. I I always like to emphasize starting small. So start with five things that you're going to commit to doing on a daily basis. If I, I don't want us getting overwhelmed with this. This is something that is fun. And this is also self-discovery for a lot of us because these concepts we may never have really embraced. So start small, even if it's only one or two things, just have your well-being tracking sheet. And on a daily basis for the next one to two weeks, I'd like you to keep a log of what did you do on a daily basis? How many activities did you do on a daily basis to support your well-being? Simple. Just track, reflect, take a look and see whether you can add on. So once you get to the daily, I'd like you to look at the weekly and then the monthly. And so at the end of the month, which is the middle of February of 2020, take a look back and see whether keeping a track, not only keeping a track, but also implementing these well-being strategies, these well-being tools Think, look back and see whether this has helped improve your overall outlook and your awareness of your well-being and your awareness of who you are and your awareness of how you are being. I think it's a great exercise. I'd encourage you to take it on because, again, you know, these are tools that we really want to become that, that could help us, that could allow us to become more of the people that we want to be and opens up the possibility for so much more. By attending to our well-being, there are some things in your well-being toolkit that will begin to make you more aware of your overall health and wellness. So those two things are actually interconnected and there's a fine play. So it's not just about your health and wellness as being something that you're trying to achieve. 
It's about the interconnectedness of your health, wellness, and how that affects your overall well-being. For instance, one of the things I had taken on in the past was committing to drinking 64 ounces of water a day because I am aware that keeping well hydrated improves your clarity, helps with detoxification, helps with hunger, managing hunger and weight, etc. So I committed at one point to drinking 64 ounces of water. And there are many apps you can you can do to put those reminders. So for instance, if you if you're committing to walking a certain number of times a, a day, so if you're in, you know, you have a sedentary desk job, and as you know, sitting is a new cancer, so you may commit to standing and stretching every two hours, for instance. There are many there there are apps that you can use to plug in reminders or just simply have your phone, you know, set up a reminder every two to three hours to do that. So as you can see, even though that ends up being a, and and in quotes, tool in your toolbox, it is also helping you with your health and wellness goals. So just be aware that when we speak about optimizing your well-being, that your health and wellness goals are also intertwined. So I always like to just not focus on the health and wellness, but also what is it doing for your overall well-being. So I hope that helps um, throw some light and also think about creating that well-being toolkit. I'd love to hear feedback from you about what other topics you'd be interested in hearing down the road and also how some of these strategies are helping you in your, your life today. So Feel free to leave a comment on any platform that you happen to listen to the podcast. And until next time, this is Dr. Eno signing off. Be well. Thank you for listening to my podcast series, Thriving While Golden. Inasmuch as I'm a licensed healthcare professional, the information contained in this podcast series is for educational and informational purposes only. Please, before making any changes to your healthcare regimen, be sure to consult with your healthcare provider who knows your personal history. Again, thank you for listening to Thriving While Golden. This is Dr. Anno.